All right, so welcome everybody to the next installment of the Dismount Podcast. And as young Darius uh, informed us a little bit ago prior to us starting here, yes, we did record this episode five days ago and the power went out. And yes, we still have that content from the three 360 cameras that we have <laughs> recording right now but you're wondering um, how we get these sweet angles yeah but uh <laughs> um yeah so power went out and the mics is what ultimately like the audio is what cut out for us so that episode that we were recording and we were talking about was about vulnerability and we started to dive into vulnerability uh, what vulnerability is to us, what challenges we've faced with vulnerability and add you know, things that have come about that have allowed us positions uh, to be able to maybe change, change some light uh, in a situation of where we've been at, uh, be that school, you know, being someone raising your hand, uh, showing people that it's okay to answer questions, you know, stuff like that, simple things, but also more complex things uh, that are built around your personal self and the inner spirit of who you are, your essence. Now, vulnerability for me is, I have, I personally have, I don't feel that I've had a true problem with putting myself in a vulnerable places but I've definitely vulnerability for me was more about the after effect of being vulnerable and not allowing that vulnerability to change me or make me want to transition myself into something different because I put myself out there and people didn't agree with it or people didn't resonate with the people who I thought it would resonate with. And you're like, Oh, I better, better suppress that. Mm -hmm. And so Vulnerability for me was more about uh, managing that, you know, ocean of just emotions from releasing stuff or sharing your own personal, you know, stuff. For me right now, like I've I've realized that I'm fully ready. Like I was used to be a very vulnerable person, and then I feel like I might have like might have reserved myself in my 20s a little bit and kind of just really like enjoyed myself and went with the status flow and whatnot. And I'm really, I realized this past week, like from recording this episode originally on Sunday and then now coming together on Thursday, like I realized I am 100% ready to be vulnerable in my life again and just try to be a beacon of positivity or a beacon of just like stability more so because I don't want it to just be all about like positivity, 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 because it's not all going to be daffodils like and that, dandelions, no. you know? So it's, it's more so about the growth. Right. Yeah. Knowing that it's not every day is, is not a, uh, you know, just, I guess it's not something that you need to look forward to. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, well, like, hey, this is like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get going, and this is going to be like the greatest day ever. Like, it's okay if it's not, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. But like putting yourself out there is a battle that I think that maybe both of us are facing, which 
I really enjoy. Like I, I, I think that being comfortable with who you are is is incredibly important, but having that understanding too of, you know, there there has to be vulnerability to um, you know, also include growth in your life too. And I think that's something that is is difficult, but once you're able to actually get in the, the mojo of it and, and kind of work yourself through it, it, it becomes a point where you're like, Oh, this isn't so bad. It's like, it's like even taking like the, uh, <laughs> cold showers here to keep taking the, I keep doing it. I do it yeah. every day. Hell yeah, Dude. Like every, it's every day. It's no, there's no hot water in my house, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, like it's for dishes only, you know, but, or shaving, try shaving with the cold razor, dude. Oh no. I, don't think I would that, never do that. I don't think that that's works. a bold, that's bold. That doesn't work. Bold and cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. But like, <laughs> but like, there is something like, I don't know if it's vulnerable, but it's it's like you have to you don't have to do it, you know. I don't have to take a cold shower in the morning, but like <laughs> I put on fucking Chamba Wamba this morning. It was listening to fuck. I get knocked down, but I get up again. And I just sat there and like <laughs> took the coldest shower at seven fifty in the morning, and it was like. I could feel a difference. Like I was like, Oh, I'm tired. I'm in the comfort zone. If I just went, if I laid back down on my bed, I'd sleep till 11 o'clock, but I didn't do that. I yeah. was like, all right, like this is the dumbest fucking way I could hype myself up. And you can't like, I didn't have to play a stupid fucking song. I could have showered and still felt like reinvigorated for the day. But like, it was like, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the it was process. the icing on the cake. It was the icing, the cake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I take so much stock in the first song that I play in the morning. That's within the very first important. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. You might as well not play a song if you're going to play the wrong song. Dude, I got a song for you. Yeah. Got to be real. Okay. Play that tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to say The way you'll notice. Before I forget. To be real. Got to be oh, real. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pam would like that song. <laughs> you got to listen to that. That's probably out of five days. That's one of the days I put that, that on. Cheryl Lynn. Yes. That, honestly, it's fire. But I feel you. No, regardless, I think like the uh, the idea of like I think we talked about it last um, episode on Sunday was the idea of being okay with like getting yourself burnt in the process. Like I was still thinking about that all week. Uh, it's kind of fun we get to do this episode, but I actually kind of think about what we just like spewed out without even really thinking about too much. Yeah, I think that's what makes our our shit cool. But like we don't think about too much. But now we've had this chance too. But um. Yeah, man, like putting yourself out there and getting burnt is tough because like then you got to pick yourself up back and, and do it again. And that's not easy for anybody. And like if you've dealt with shit from a previous life that you may not identify with now, but you still have to like, like, oh, got to fucking pick myself up and do it again. Mm-hmm. Dude, that gets exhausting. But like that's like the toughest motherfuckers is like the ones that can say like, all right, like I've been here before. I'm just going to get up and move forward again. My crazy point right now for me of just deciding to now be vulnerable again is I've, I'm now like, I feel like I went through this like crazy, I stopped saying good morning and I know I'm just like, where the fuck is he going with this? All right. But like, I stopped saying good morning because I'm not morning every morning. Like I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not, when I go to a wake for someone who just passed away, I'm mourning. But every single day I wake up, I am not good morning. So I stopped saying that. Like, 
eight months ago, okay? And eight months ago is when I decided to just start really taking stock into the inventory. And I've talked about this before of like, who's in my life and who's not in my life. And I realized that in the process of this concept of finally sitting in your awareness and always being in that awareness is so fascinating because, dude, think about think about this just for a second. We might not ever climb Mount Sneffels again in our life. Yeah, it's better chance that we don't. There's so that might be the only time you've ever done that and will ever do that in your life. Right. So that concept of just when is the last time? When's the last time you had a sleepover with a buddy? You know, like if you would have known slept over on my Saturday. couch, fucking Saturday. <laughs> no, but <laughs> when Titty made me play fucking Pineapple Express and we ate one I fucking crunch wrap, right after and Tits like, can I sleep on your couch for four hours? I'm like, all right, bro, cool. Yeah, I uh, crashed for four hours and then I went back and uh, slept a little bit more back at the house and uh, took some notes for a podcast and then there we were Sunday and then power went up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, nor caught up. So anyway, um, no, I get it. But Keep going. yeah, the, this whole scenario of what I'm going through right now of just changing myself into this next version of who I want to become, like there's a death in that. Right. And putting myself into this vulnerable place and this vulnerable state of being someone who wants to Get out of this bullshit nine to five. Yeah. Get out of uh, the tyranny of this slave system that I'm in right now and take back my power and my control. I'm zoned in. And like I am, I, I'm bouncing all over because I have so many like ideas in this whole, like I'm just trying to put too much in one scenario right now. But there's been a lot of death in my life because I am changing myself into something different. So there's death in that. And my relationship with a lot of people has died. So I've been like, why have I been in this like weird state of like, I'm so ang I'm so ready to like, I'm so ready to just keep working and keep growing. But I'm like, I just feel like there's this massive weight that I had been just like, yeah. And I kept, I, I don't know if you remember, but I kept saying, like, I'm working on this lesson of letting go. And, like, I thought it was something that was different. But the letting go is finally, like, realizing that there is going to be a lot of death in a life of adventure. Well, yeah. No, the thing that I thought about more than anything over the last four days was the the most vulnerable position you can find yourself in is when you accept that change is just consistent it doesn't stop there's yeah. no changing i'm not we're not even having the same fucking conversation we did sunday we're talking about the same fucking thing i don't even remember what we talked about sunday to be honest like yeah. kind of but like not really has nothing to do with this but yeah. like the fact of the matter is is like i've known you longer than i've known anyone who i'm not related to and i've known you half as long doesn't matter it feels the same but like the fact of the matter is, is like we're all not the same and we can like we know each other and we appreciate each other so we can even see that. But we're also understanding that we're not the same either. And like you can either I mean, you can either like live in that and be OK with it and, and roll with the punches or you can completely fucking ignore it and it's going to steamroll you. 
yeah. is what I'm starting to realize. Because like the most vulnerable position you can find yourself in is like it's going like, okay, like every fucking day is different. Every single day is different. Everyone's changing at all times. I'm not the same person I was when we went on a bike ride on what Sunday after the the podcast, or yeah. I'm not the same person we slept over with on Saturday when we were watching Pineapple Express. I'm kind of the same fucking person, but that's not it. And like you find yourself in that, and and that to me is like the most vulnerable position you can find yourself in because like now you're like, oh dude, I have to go back out there, and the whole world's <laughs> different than it was yesterday. Like everything could be completely different. Every day's an adventure. It's crazy. And like what I was said, every like a life of adventure, there's going to be a ton of a ton of loss or a ton of letting go, a ton of death, because like you said, every day is going to be something different. That's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the death is like that's hard. Like people want to like like. <laughs> so you have to you you I think really before you can like pass any of this is you have to decide how much death can you experience in your life. Yeah. How much death are you going to be able to handle and keep going? Yeah, no, it's like, and I'll, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but okay. I, I have to let this go. Is is there's a reason why people like Eaton Park? Cookies? No. Yes. <laughs> no, it's the same fucking food. It's been for 25. I'm sorry, I'm saying fuck too much in this episode, but realistically, like it's the same food. For the last 25 years, like there is so much change in the world that if someone can just go to Eaton Park and order the 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 stickies or whatever. They got rid of them. They did they? Death of the stickies. Oh, like, go get the potato soup on Sunday. I know that's still there. They start doing three days a week on potato. Um, regardless, like that's like you're you're grasping it's it's a ledge to grab onto. It's something it, it's a it's a you know, it's a life jacket. To, to the oceans of life it's nuts but like it's something you can cling on to you know that because the world is changing every day and the faster you accept it at least you're getting a leg up but it doesn't change the fact it's always changing so that's why i always laugh is like why do people go back to eat park it's like because it's the same it's always been yeah like, there's something to cling on to there and uh, but i i think that uh clinging on to those similar like those that what makes life a little bit easier yeah you know, so it, it might not always be a terrible thing. Yeah, I'm going to start saying my truths in the life of right. yeah, eating parks, probably not the best thing to be eating every day. <laughs> but I mean, come like when you're sitting in that scenario, yeah, you're there like you're you're there is no having to make decisions. There is no having to think about what do I want to eat today? Because I'm just you keep rolling with it, right, right. which when you make the healthy decisions of setting yourself up on a life of being someone who, okay, I work Monday through Friday, weekends are mine. Mm -hmm. I wake up Monday through Friday. I wear the same stuff. I eat the same stuff and I do the same stuff Monday through Friday to make my life Monday to Friday easy, easier. There, I don't have to make all these decisions during the week when I'm already stressed I'm putting myself yeah. into stressful situations. Right. So that's where I started to see that life of like being almost like a robot of like the Jeff Bezos of wearing the same stuff every day, eating the same stuff every day, doing the same thing every day. Yeah. Like, man, it seems really boring, but it seems really like I don't have to think. All right. You know, like I put, I put so many of those delegated, so many of those yeah. tasks into auto. Right. That's why Einstein, he uh, wore almost always like pretty much the same clothes. 
so then he wouldn't have to decide what to wear. It was less pressure. He just had, I imagine it, I don't know this, but I imagine it's like the same sweater and the same suit. He's like, all right, I just wear the same clothes all the time. But I, I also wanted to mention, since you mentioned uh, along the lines of death and multiple things dying, I, uh, I thought about it while you guys were talking. I was like, huh, that's super interesting considering I've had similar thought process on that. One, I've had way too many existential moments for someone who's 30. Since 26, I'm like, you're going to die one day. And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I know. We all know this. Just quit talking about it. Uh, I imagine Titty does the face, too, with the eyebrow. Yeah. He's like, get out of here. Like, shut up. Just trying to live my life. Not for very long. We only have 4,000 weeks. So I was like, shut up. Dude, someone said that. like, you got 75 summers. I'm like, bro. That is not a lot of summer. Yeah. So that it sucks. But anyway. I, I also <clears throat> thought about it from existential uh, like moments. Uh, like we're constantly surrounded by beginnings and endings. Like it's always going to be happening. And I finally just swallowed the vulnerability pill of like in grad school. I made a commitment to like not change like very much. Just try to be that person who's always very positive, upbeat. But then. You find yourself walking around like an NPC. Oh, how's it going? Good morning. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Have a great day. Like, but I've I've recently I've and then you to become like, that guy. You're the guy. You're the good morning guy. It's interesting. I sometimes don't say hi to people now because like I've already passed them three times today, and I'm just like, you look at me. I just keep walking. And I'm like. It's, it's interesting because it's counterintuitive to being vulnerable, but if it makes me less comfortable to do it, sometimes you need to do that stuff to be like, you look like a crazy person. You've had the same conversation four times in like six hours. You look insane. Like, I'm not afraid to look insane, but in that case, I definitely look a little crazy. But uh, along that note, I want to mention the other thing about like deaths and endings and stuff. Um, there's a book I read um, last year or maybe two years ago in Dayton. It was called Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them. And they talk about something I know of, which is like cognitive pruning, where you've probably both heard this, where up to age 25 or 26 or even up to 30, most people, that's whenever all of their prefrontal cortex, like executive functioning develops, so all the planning, all that stuff. So most of your foundation for your life organization and planning and stuff mostly all like concrete by age 30 so you know you just have a foundation to build on you can get better at it yeah but your foundation's built you go through pruning on all like the knowledge you've accumulated and it starts to get rid of stuff be like this isn't important you don't need to know how like a pokemon chart works you can just get rid of that <laughs> just like start getting rid of a lot of the stuff that you i need. fucking <clears throat> concur to that dude always know yeah <laughs> but i think uh there's something along the lines of now i'll alter it but social pruning where we kind of see how we fit similar to what we were talking about in a previous episode see how we fit in the world and see what works what doesn't and then get rid of what hasn't been working yeah and i myself have been trying to get rid of what hasn't been working i'm probably i'll just go out on a limb and say i'm probably the worst of the three of us of trying to be my authentic self because it is always skewed to being positive. Like it's always dialed up. If somebody like 
wants a real answer, you'd be like, all right, first question in my head is like, who are you that I'm talking to first? There's only a select probably like 10 people who will get the real answer. But I mean, I'd say that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Better yeah. than most. But if you're not within those 10 people, I'm probably going to be like half lying to you and be like, oh, yeah, things are great. I'm going to polish up this turd and tell you that like <laughs> it tastes like rainbow <laughs> sherbet. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all I'd say about that. Just, you know, me being vulnerable is just trying to like – accept a lot of those deaths and a lot of the pruning and make an outward effort to just be uncomfortable with things that are outside of like the NPC. Like I'm desperate yeah. for anyone who doesn't know non-playable character made uh, even more famous by the movie free guy. But I wanted to mention that part about pruning to see what you guys thought about that. Social pruning is what I've been going through. Yeah. And that's what I've been, I mean, that's, that's where I've been at for the last eight months. So for me, like I didn't realize until this week, like I really sat in that awareness of the understanding of like, wow, I killed a lot of relationships, you know, in a way. And that comes with a lot of weight and it there there's relationships that, I, 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 some, there are some relationships I wish I still had. And, you know, I, I was writing a little journal entry before we started this, uh, and where I was starting with the whole, I'm finally ready to sit in my vulnerability again, really stemmed from my childhood. And in my childhood, I was constantly fed a line of, when you leave this household, you don't, or when you leave this house, you don't just represent yourself. You represent this entire household. So act accordingly. Every effing time I would go out into public, that was beat into my head, basically. By a dude who I was afraid of because he is a big guy. Your dad is pretty big. And so I have been studying and learning all kind of like occult knowledge. Okay. Stuff that 90% of the population doesn't even know exists. And I've been trying to suppress all of that because I've been worried about sharing that with the world and bringing any type of negative light to my family. Yeah. And that's that's messed up, man. Like I should I should be able to be myself. I should be able to be my truth. It's messed up to feel that way because that's not even like how it works, dude. <laughs> like that's not even how it works. Like if I were to like work with a client at work and I thought he was the biggest piece of shit in the world, I would immediately forget about that guy and would not think anything more of his family or whatever. And that's just an example, but like yeah. for you to feel that way, now, understanding, like, yeah, like, I went to a high school, like, I, I'm not going to private schools for, for 14 plus years or whatever it was, if my dad didn't think that it shed a better light on our family, that's why I went there, that's why he sent, like, yeah, it's it's for me to have a better education and not be around the shit that he dealt with when it grew, you know, when he grew up, um, but realistically, like, it's also to shed a better light on our family that was 
not there prior, like for sure. So like I dealt with the same thing in that manner. And, it, and it's hard because like you're taught that and like that doesn't sound so crazy as a, a minor, but when you realize that that's built into you and that's how humans are and you're wired that way. So now that's how you think in your fucking thirties. That's not how it rolls. That's that's it. That's a cop out. Well, for me in my twenties, I've is my late twenties is when I realized I was like, "Whoa, hold up!" This these are the people who I was so worried about holding an example for. Okay, these are the people that I was so worried about holding an example for. Or are they representing me too? Right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't take anything away from your family. It's just like, I'd be so worried about that, like, you know, that family over there who has just as much baggage as you got. Everyone got their own shit. Yeah. It's nothing to be afraid of. Like, there's not as much judgment. There, There is a ton of judgment, and it's never for a productive manner. It's never done in a manner where it's like, oh, wow, this, like, this judgment really got some traction. This is going to really screw this guy over. Like, it, it really doesn't work that way. You know, judgment's kind of just, like, it sits there, and if you start showing it to somebody else, like, oh, I'm judging this person, it kind of sheds a worse light on you anyway. So, like, for that to occur, you know, in any factor or, or in any facet of life is, like, it kind of shines a negative light on the person who's on the judging side. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And but isn't it crazy that we as humans, like, we are consistently like, like, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, animal experiences bad situation. Animal doesn't do bad experience ever again. Right. Animal doesn't remember bad experience. Animal just remembers don't go that way. Don't do that. We literally remember those bad situations. And just continue to shame ourselves. Yeah. And every time we keep bringing up a bad situation from something in our past, we're actually shedding light on bringing like bad juju into the future for the person who literally is what we're like, like a grudge is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like a grudge, holding, constantly bringing up something that happened and, and just honing in on it or like, for me, like I, I, I'm a bad culprit. I've done that before, and I didn't think it was holding a grudge, but I realized how just even remembering that situation can potentially be bringing up bad into it. Yeah, you know, and like, I don't even think that people, like judgment. Yeah, and I don't think people realize what like a grudge entails because, from what I've learned, at least. And I don't know if I can speak for everyone else here, but like when you're, re I mean, my understanding of when you're remembering something isn't like you've carried the baggage of this memory the whole way. You, when you're remembering something in your brain, my understanding is that when you remember it, you're just remembering it from the last time you thought about it. It's not that you're remembering that original occurrence. It's that you just remember the last time you remembered it and you're kind of carrying that through. That's how your brain works. I don't know if that's true or not, but with that being in mind, my thought process is like, man, you're if if that's the case, then you're reliving that experience every single time. It's the same thing as like having anxiety. When I have like these like anxious situations, like, oh, I'm thinking about the worst already. The worst might not even occur, but you're experiencing it already. You're doing yourself a disservice to think like, 
the worst case scenario could happen, your brain's already kind of experiencing the like the hormonal release of that occurrence occurring, you know, like and like that's the same thing with like remembering is like it sucks so bad because like holding a grudge or like traumatic experiences like i don't think people realize how much that has to do with it because like you're carrying that luggage with you for so long and you're re-experiencing that trauma over and over and over again it's funny you're you're both spitting things that are actually like stephen covey principles one of them uh not yeah, we're fucking smart, Titty. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Covey, we're not at all. He has one of the, we are not smart. He has you. one okay. of the uh, <laughs> most popular books out there right now for self-development and for overall. It's called <clears throat> The Seven Habits for or of Highly Successful People. And one of the principles he talks about <clears throat> just in his works, it doesn't have to be in that book, is about judgment. Like whenever, say that, I'll just, since I'm looking at Zach, say that Zach and I are talking about you and then I'll just say that I start talking smack. Be like, wow, when Derek takes his hat off, he is so ugly. I tell you what. <laughs> but imagine I'm saying that to Zach right now. All right, okay, pretend. I can guarantee to Zach right now, Zach is now taking that information and go, oh, Brandon's a shit talker. That's what he does. So he talks shit. Chances are, as soon as I walk out that door, yeah. he's going to talk shit on me. Right. So immediately, you're just teaching the other person, oh, you're a shit talker. That's what you do. It has um, nothing to do with the other person. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing uh, you guys mentioned about grudges and holding on to grudges is he mentions this principle, and it might even be Wayne Dyer. I'm not sure which one it is, but he talks about <clears throat> this principle that if you hold on to a grudge or you're forgiving someone, what you're doing is you're taking in poison. You're eating it yourself and then hoping the other person gets sick. And you're just like, Oh yeah, let me just like harbor this grudge. And by holding on to it, it feels good in a sick way, but you're actually just making yourself sick over and over again. And you're, if you just let it go, then like both of you can move on. But I'll be the first to say that's really hard. Like sometimes you hold on yeah. to that grudge. You're like, this is the way things are in the movie. Lame is Rob. The one guy commits suicide because he was wrong. And he just like, yeah, spoiler alert. He couldn't <laughs> like accept that he was wrong for a big chunk of his life about a man. Yeah. I've taken it too personally, you know, like you take it too personally. Like, Oh, this person made me feel this way. When in all reality, that person probably doesn't give a shit about the way that they've already moved on. They really never even thought about it. Mm -hmm. They never crossed their mind, unless it's someone who has a deep connection with you, which is rare anyway. It's never crossed their mind the way they've made you feel. It's the way it made them feel. And it's the same for you, too. Unless you had a very deep connection and like you're also, you know, mentally stable and emotionally mature. And like those are all things that I have to work on daily but like for me to look at it that way it's it's really tough and it's it's a battle that can end in you know not having a clean cut um sense of closure in the situation with any person like if you're not you know you're not mature enough emotionally to understand why someone can make you feel that way and let it go <laughs> then you're kind of stuck in the sense of like you know like i can kind of get it but like Why'd they have to, you know, why'd they have to do that part, you know? And a lot of it had to never do with you anyway. 
Well, it's interesting when you finally start to realize that, um, like someone who's someone who is doing bad things or a bad thing happens. Okay. Right. right. There can be such positive that comes from a bad thing. And what I mean by that is I have an experience in my life and that experience in my life, I thought about this past week and I don't know why I thought about it, but for some reason I brought, I thought about it and there was only one time in my life when my dad put his hands on me Yeah, and my dad lost his shit on me the one day and just grabbed me and threw me back up against the wall in my room. And on that day, if you would have saw like the face that I saw that man make after he did what, what he did and he saw the fear that was in my eyes. I saw into that dude's soul that day. Right. And that was like thinking about that this past week. I have really been like thinking that there are just so many people out here that just like, for some reason I was stuck in my head of just thinking that like literally everything that's around me right now is just a fragment of my mind. And I am 100% here alone. Like that was a thought right. in my mind this past week. Yeah. And like, I was like, man, am I really like, is this, is what this is right in front of me right now? Like, is this really just created by my mind? And this is my experience. And that, you know, and I, I it still, is, you can't, still can't say it is or isn't, but like, yeah, I, it's I like to, I liked rethinking about that thing that could have been a trauma in my life. Right. But like how much like great came out of that yeah. and like now being 31 and like rethinking about this this week and just like, oh no, I've seen someone's soul before yeah. and like I've actually experienced that before. Like, right. you know, that, that to me was like, okay, you know what, man, I'm ready to start doing some shit in yeah. life and I'm ready to like fully walk in my path and do my stuff and just be me. Like when you can see someone else's soul, like you can see it in some, if you're looking for it, depending on the situation, the currents, like that's like, that's a very, it's a very vulnerable experience. It is it's exactly what it's for both people. Like, well, it, it took it, such a negative situation, like that person feeling, I don't know. But that person getting to such a low point right. of them now being vulnerable and you could see right through into like, you could peer right through the, the window. was gone. And yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like, there, so there, like, yeah, there was, is, no... it's a crazy, like, I know what you're talking about. Like, you're talking about someone who like, you see someone hitting flow state. Like yeah. they're just and a positive. They're right. an amazing yeah. painter yeah. and you just see them painting or they're a fantastic athlete and you just see them working. They're just Right. Symphony yeah. that they do, you know? And you're like, man, I could totally see that soul in that person right there. Just, yeah. Yeah. They're just showing, they're showing their last, whole ass, yeah, dude. You know, like, <laughs> like, and then, like, there can be like a, there can be, and, and not to take away from any individual person, I think that like any person has the capability of showing their soul in a positive or negative or neutral manner at all. Like, I think that's true 100%. But in your sense, when you're, you're looking for, but I think a lot of our conversations that kind of end up leading towards is empowerment. Like when you're looking for that empowerment in a situation, I think it's really dope that you can kind of turn around and say like, 
look, like if that's all I'm up against, like that's like the, like I've seen the soul of a human being. And if that's the only motherfucker that's in my way to get there, regardless who it is in your life. Yeah. I can fight that battle. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, man, I'm tougher than that. I'm just as tough as that. And then you're like, well, then what's in my way? Then what's in my way? A bunch right. of people freaking acting like a bunch of tough motherfuckers. Because why was I? Why was I sitting outside in the grass with my shoes off, just right. laying in the freaking grass of the company that I work in, yeah. outside the front door, basically, and feel? I felt awkward this past week. I felt awkward yesterday and I felt awkward today for just like 30 seconds. And then I was like, what the fuck am I feeling awkward for? Like, this is who I am. Like, this is, I'm this guy. Like, I'm the guy who shows up here. I show up every day with a half gallon smoothie. I'm that guy who's always talking about electric foods and different shit like that whenever people are communicating with me. People are talking like, about like electric cars. He's like, yeah, but you ever try to put electricity in your food? And they're like, <laughs> 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 You know, like I'm just I'm I'm <laughs> that dude at work, and I'm cool with it nowadays. Like Everyone I'm just needs that dude. At yeah, work. Like, I think your so. office is a boring place if you don't got my guy talking to you about electricity in your food. <laughs> like it's just the guy who gets along with everybody. But like I don't know, man. There's probably people who like do drugs in the parking lot and I'm the guy who would get drug tested before any of them because I'm the guy sitting outside in the grass with my shoes off just laying there like this just grounding nothing wrong with that guy you know? <laughs> hey, I'm just charging man yeah. you know like, that's the guy we're least worried about yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the guys who keeps yeah. his place running yeah. <laughs> got like quality control like so what do you say you do around here like uh, well, you know, I come and I do my job. Um, here pretty early. I, I leave early some days, but I always get my eight hours in. And then at lunch, I just go lay in the grass with my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that guy. Hmm, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this next chapter for myself of just now unleashing a new level of vulnerability and uh, tr- trying some things out, trying uh, trying to go for a couple things that I want to go for in yeah. life. I want to change. I want to change. You know? Like, I kind of want to be cool with changing. I don't want to be stuck. You know? That's lame. I don't, I'm claustrophobic. My girlfriend makes fun of me. Like, I think I'm claustrophobic. I had nightmares of um, being stuck in a McDonald's bleed place. Every what, time, do you, what do you mean by stuck in a place in claustrophobic? So, um, I had nightmares of being stuck in a McDonald's bleed place. <laughs> Like the oh, play gym, the, the play place. He can't inside, get out. Like he like, just, dude, it's like, like tight corners. I'm like, oh no, it's a it's like, That's a dream, cuz. Yeah, that's a dream. <laughs> Thirty years old. It's been like over twenty years. <laughs> All I need is you to send me up a happy meal. I'll be in all heaven. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said that's a dream I used to I haven't love, been in there in 20 years I, 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 I used to love the play place Dude, I love the play place We're gonna yeah. commandeer a play place But like it was something about like As I continued to grow I would have like These dreams of like like My 14 year old self being in my You know experiencing things my 6 year old Person did 
like being in a play place, like, oh, dude, I can't get in. It's, it's tight and you're too big and you can't get out. Like, I don't know what that is, but like, there's just some weird instances, man, of like, you know, kind of growing through that and understanding who you are and like, you know, how those things affect you and, and building up. And like, whether it goes back to even our conversation on past traumas or like how those things affect you if you don't fight those battles, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know how, like, you know, a, a, a play place I felt comfortable in, like, made me feel further down the line. But like, like, you know, I, I, I do feel a sense of like not wanting to stay complacent and like when you ask like you know what it is like what's the want to change or like what's that feeling of like claustrophobia it's like i don't know man like i've always felt like especially recently like okay why are my why are my thoughts out here and then like if i'm playing catch up like my habits are back this way you know so like i'm not acting the way i feel or think and that's Can I put hard a word to, to what you're saying. Yeah, please, God, I suck. At I've been waiting it. for about like ten minutes to try to find a good segue into this. Uh, please, but uh, cognitive dissonance. I think we all experience cognitive dissonance: thinking one way, acting another, or feeling one way, acting another, believing one way, acting another. And I just want to put that word to it because there was some thoughts I had around for like a few minutes from now. Please continue on it. I, I, I've said enough. <clears throat> So I, I often feel that like I think we all do to extend away like uh, the three of us in this conversation and this chapter of our lives, we're doing plenty of things that we don't want to do, but we have to do and that they don't exactly always feel like authentic to us. It's big theme of this episode is, you know, trying to be your authentic self. And I feel like a lot of times with myself, when I go around as that like NPC, just like, oh, how you doing? Good. How are you? Like, sometimes I could be like, I'm exhausted. I want to go home. I'm tired. I woke up this morning thinking, damn, that was a fast sleep. Like, <laughs> like, uh, you just experience cognitive dissonance as you walk through life and you keep having to do things that you're like, huh, if I could just keep myself accountable to do this. I'm curious where that would go for me. The thing is with writing and stuff, I haven't written anything and I probably am not going to for a long time because I'm addicted to stress and I'm burned out. Like, you know, yeah. most, I mean, this is a episode on vulnerability. I've been burned out for years. I've been burned out since I was in grad school. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, it's also because, you know, there's a lot of things that, in life, you have to keep moving forward, and a lot of times that gets exhausting. As you keep moving forward, you're like, I need to keep making money. I need to keep my insurance. I need to keep going up. I need to keep improving. I need to keep doing something. Then meanwhile, you're like, ah, oh, man, that inner child is just like, if you just started this like 10 years ago, like, imagine where you'd be. I keep having that conversation in my head. Whenever I turned 18, I got a small chunk of money. Um, nothing huge to me at 18. It was, it was huge, but I can imagine like, huh, if you had just picked up and left Brandon at 18, I just found out I have relatives who lived an hour outside of LA just last year. I could have went an hour out outside of LA with a couple grand in my pocket and then just tried. And then whenever I ran out of money, move home. But you know, we all experience that cognitive dissonance where we just, keep doing the things that we have to do. We don't necessarily want to do, but then like 
life takes its toll on you and you're just like, ah, man, now I'm, I'm really getting sick of me, you know, keeping my head down. And, you know, I just, part of me being vulnerable is just accepting, well, you messed up, kid. How do you know, how do you know you messed up? How do you know you messed up? Man, what kind of crazy things could have happened when you went out there at 18? You could have fell down crazy rabbit holes. You could have fell down all kind of different shit. So, I mean, to me, just right now, thinking about it, like having that awareness right now, I think that's what so many people don't have and i don't want to judge people but i really just from communicating with like 30 people on a regular basis i communicate with like the same 30 people and i'm like honestly i don't think that half of them (laughs) even can like sit there and think about their own shit man and remember their stuff and have awareness. You have that awareness of sitting here thinking about, wow, man, when I was 18, I could have taken that shot. Oh, fudge. I'm, I'm 30 right now. I got an amazing woman in my life. Mm-hmm. I got good stability. I got good family. That's what I, mean. I have all the capabilities right now to be able to do all this crazy shit because now I have all this awareness of what I wanted mm-hmm. on top of all of this discipline of being able to go do this bullshit life of whatever this society was. Like I just, I get so jammed up when anybody thinks that they're not capable of you woke up every damn day and went to a damn job. Now there are a lot of people and that's where I'm trying to come with this whole like 50%. Like there are too many people nowadays that just don't show up for work. Like, that's why our generations are different, physically brother. Or productively or both? Physically. <laughs> physically. Just show up. How many people call off on a regular basis? I don't know about... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Everyone's always scrambling for, oh, we got a oh, short staff today. We're short staff today. Yeah. You know? So that whole, like, there's so many people who can't even show up for the bullshit factory life. So the fact that we were all three people who were able to show up every day, do that stuff consistently, there is no reason why now at 30 years old, with all this awareness, all these capabilities, all this health still, we can't literally turn our 30s into our 20s and our everything turn back time. Literally turn back time. It's all time. If time. I could turn back time. <laughs> Sorry. If I could find a way. Um, but I think it's going to take time because that's what I'm realizing. No, like, we're talking even, about time. Like, there's not, like, it does no, no, take no, no, time, but, like, it, like, time needs to be removed from this conversation because it's exactly what's holding us back in that. Like, for me, it's like, oh, look how far I've come. I can't possibly. I've invested so much in, in where I am now. How could I possibly just change it up? You know, I'm still paying student loans on a degree that didn't matter. But to me, it's not turning around and going like, you're right, it doesn't matter. So stop making it fucking such a big part of you and understand it doesn't matter. It's not going to help you at all right now anyway. Stop letting it draw you back further and just break free and move on. Like in that sense too, like I, I agree with you, like like towards Brandon, like I'm sorry we're using this as a subject analysis for this, but like realistically, like, yeah, you have a lot of really amazing things in your life. It's easy to say like, where could I have been in 18? But it's like, look where you are at 30. It's pretty cool. But who's to say like, like that person who had all, I, God, you have more to offer now. 
I mean, you got more to offer, dude. Like, yeah. dude, that eighteen-year-old dumb shit. I knew that eighteen-year-old dude was dumb as fuck. <laughs> that that was a you fuck, are so that was a fuck much boy. better off. Yeah, that was a God, fuck boy. You're so much better off now to go chase the same things you wanted then, and and the same goes for either of us. Like, yeah. you're in a better place now. You weren't. That's why your dumbass did what you did. Yeah. Stop freaking, you know, using today's logic for yesterday's fucking bullshit, dude. Like. It's okay. Like you're in a better place now. That's why you didn't do it the last time. Yeah. And that's not for you. That's for me. I'm talking to myself. You don't have to listen. <laughs> you're just talking to a mirror. <laughs> Who's a mirror? No I'm kidding. Yeah. No. No, dude. But for real, man. Like you go out there. Like now you're how old? And now now you know. Like I know what you want to do. You want to you want to act, and I think that's badass. And. Like I said, there's no reason why we can't start making short videos here and do our thing. Go out to Hillman, make some short clips. I got all these Yale. I got all these scripts that I want to put together of all these like concepts in life right now, okay? That I'm like, first off, this is a whole series that I want to make of just back and forth conversation between two people of all the stupid fucking car designs that are out nowadays. Oh, oh. Honda Element. Can you please <laughs> Honda Element fucks. Don't even start with the Honda Element. I can't take is the that, boxy is that one cars. Of the boxes? Yes, or that the Kia Soul car is better. legit is it, though. Is the Scion, the Kia, or the Honda, the goat? No, the Honda's the goat. Honda's, Honda Honda's, Honda's the best of those. Scion yeah. was the one. The Scion XB it's is what you're talking it's about. The OG. Yeah. Come on, the hamster. Wasn't the hamster? No, the no. Kia the, Soul's the hamster. Yeah, Kia Soul what was the hamster. What was the Scion then? Scion was just this. It was the first, though, wasn't it? I thought the Scion or was, it was the flex. Because that, that was flex. Scion, that was no, Scion's Honda famous was car. Was the box? Because Scion was short lived. Dude, I can't say Scion it because like it's surge. not. It's not PC, but it was the H. It was the Chevy HHR before all of that, and before that, it was the Chrysler uh, Plymouth, or no? What was the Chrysler? Um, the PT Cruiser. The PT Cruiser. It was oh, the, PT the PT Cruiser. Cruiser was it was right. the wood grain PT Cruiser. Oh. That's like the fedora. <laughs> oh, no. I'd love to see a guy wearing a fedora or a girl the wearing a fedora. HH. It never made sense. It made sense to a lot of people. The HHR. It was the Chevy HHR. The, the cruiser to the HHR to the boxcars. Yeah. No? Yeah. 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 What's another one? I, I don't want to get distracted, but what's another ridiculous I car design? No, I just want to talk about like I want to talk about different stuff and like I want to go back and forth and just talk about how all these different car brands decided that they would put the turn signal on the inside of the light instead of on the outside of the light. Like where as consumers did we finally like not step up and say like what the fuck? Like my light my the thing that I'm trying to signal that I'm coming this way is on the inside of my light. So no one can see my turn signal <laughs> that anymore. That's on so many cars, dude. Look at the new Toyota Tundra. The new Toyota Tundra, the br the well, no, the um reverse lights. The reverse lights are right where the um I'm talking about the physical lights. I'm talking about the flicker, okay. No, I'm talking about the bright I'm talking about the backup lights. Right. The two white lights yeah. are just little tiny slivers right next to the uh right where like the bumper comes out where the license plate is. Two tiny little slivers. 
That's what that's what denotes that I'm backing up is just these two tiny little white slivers. Like that's what I'm talking about. I want to go back and forth and talk about how to properly make a left and right hand turn at a at an intersection, dog. I'm telling you, man. Like if if I'm make if I'm at a left and those people there's two lanes. Yeah. They are supposed to turn into the right lane. Like if there's two lanes that are available to the road that we're turning on to. Every single one has two lanes, okay? The two lanes, two lanes. Yeah. So roll on East four. Street. No, 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 no. Like four it. lanes. There's oh, technically shit. four no, lanes. East There's shit. four Never lanes. Mind. I just gave up my hand. There's four. I'm making a legal left turn every morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about the intersection of 88 and Connor. This is the intersection I'm talking about, right by Washington, Washington Junction. All right. If you're if there's two lanes here and we're coming out. We're going on to a road that has two lanes that we can drive on. Right, right, right. That means that those people in the right-hand turning lane are supposed to turn into the right-hand lane, right. and everybody in this left-hand lane, if there's nobody coming straight, is allowed to make the left-hand turn into the left lane. Correct. But nobody understands that concept because only we had a test that had 10 freaking questions on it. You had to read a book that was this freaking big, mm-hmm. but you're register yeah. whatever whatever the hell that why was, was i why do i have to take a fucking 100 question test to get a notary license so i could stamp something once every three months but have 10 questions on my driving exam that's something i do twice a day for an hour <laughs> drive this two-ton somebody that will kill people i failed the driver's <laughs> test six times i followed a notary test three good times Lord. and i'm really good at one and i suck at the other like we just as consumers are just ones like we are, you. <laughs> we are not no, you just take it in you're like i, I guess i guess this is what i got now that, that toyota. the rolls yeah <laughs> gotta buy this gotta buy this new toyota you know don't get me wrong i love toyotas but Toyota's fuck, but when like when, when, but when you see stuff like that for the third time in a month, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you see stuff like that and you're just walking through life and you're like, goodness gracious, does nobody else see the common sense that has been placed here? Like, goodness, we are just so dumb. Just consumers are so dumb, and that's where like I just I don't want to judge people because I love every single person who's here, even the people who are doing all the bad and dirty shit in life. Like, yeah. I love them too. They they yeah. they got their rule, man. You know, there's, they got their rule and it is what it is. So like, but when the hell did we just decide to be idiots? Like we got to step back and we got to take some, like, we got to, we got to start demanding better. Like we Uh, need to start being vulnerable for yourself. dude. That's where it starts. Like, stop, like, don't put it on every other person. Like you you find yourself and I know you're not, but that's, that's for me at least. Like I get to the back like, we need to demand better. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Like it's not Jeff's fault. Like it is like some maybe sometimes, but I haven't I haven't been able to identify which factor is Jeff's fault quite yet. <laughs> Everything. But, no, but it's that's not how it works. Like you can make like like we've talked about the world peace thing already, and like that's like how do you start that journey? It's through yourself. Like how can you how can you start the journey of wanting to you know, wanting the feeling of deserving more or going that journey of deserving more period. Like it's, it's in yourself and it's the self-respect factor for me, at least like that's, that's, that's what it looks like. It's, I need to demand more for myself and I need to meet, you know, the, the population halfway and like, cool. Like, yeah, I think I deserve more. And this is how I'm going to extend myself. This is how I'm going to make myself more vulnerable in the sense. And I need you to meet me halfway. 
Yeah. The world will change when you change. Yeah. Jim Rohn. Yeah. Yeah, it's bold. Because when you change and you do a lot of changing, you don't see any change around you. You're oh, like, wow. oh my goodness, like, do I need to get out of this place? Like, is it, is it me? Like, am I the problem here? Like, <laughs> am I the situation that's not working out? Like, <laughs> goodness gracious, I've tried to sit in the awareness here and it's just not working. What I've changed the- my clothes. I've changed, <laughs> changed my haircut. Stupid mustache. Took off my hat. You know, like, it's just. (laughs) Bro, it's been like two minutes. Chill out. (laughs) So I I think uh, to wrap up this episode, like vulnerability in itself, like, I think we've really kind of grasped in on this, like, amazing concept for each of us, like, of what is vulnerability for us right now. And uh, shared a lot of, I think, uh, impactful, like, meaningful stuff from each of us without a doubt so as always uh don't trust us trust yourself and uh we'll see you guys on the next time boys got anything to add just want to thank you guys for joining us and you know keep following us in this journey keep working on yourself as zach said don't trust us trust yourselves come see me on my tour dates (laughs) (laughs) freaking ruby clawing at the door Later, skaters. Thanks, guys.